0: Welcome back guys! We've got something pretty interesting planned for you guys. Over the next few seasons, we will introduce the Millennial Dreamer series. This is so exciting. This series features individuals, particularly millennials and younger generations blessed with gifts and experiences that um, enable them to leave a significant impact in our world. So today, we begin with musician, soul crooner, producer, T. Stay tuned. Yeah, so we're back. Um welcome back to the mashup 233 as usual you can hit us up on our socials um like i said today the mashup 233 on all platforms facebook twitter instagram and TikTok. we have with us um tay um who's going to start our series on millennial dreamers welcome to the mashup 233 thank you awesome 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 i i I told him i listen i heard about you in 2021 but apparently most people i talk to say you you've been doing music way long longer than that yes Um, but i i i I think i fell in love with your music from that time what when did when did this whole thing start for you music and Um, that that journey
1: (laughs) well i I mean i grew up it it sounds cliche but i grew up (laughs) like in a very musical family um my parents both did music in some way, shape or form. I, I mean, there's always right. like church and Sunday and um, stuff like that. But my dad also owned um, a music shop, much oh, okay. like a, a guitar center or something like okay. that um, in Mount a long time ago. So we had a lot of like old stock instruments and right. audio gear, stuff I even use today. Um, and then my dad build, built a studio. In the late '90s, Um, so I was a studio rat essentially. I was just there all the time. I was seeing the likes of, you know, like Danny Growl and you know all the the cool guys, uh, Joe Metal, and all those guys came through. Mm. Um, And so being exposed to, you know, that, and you know, my dad was a big Bob Marley fan and had a lot of jazz records and reggae records Mm. and stuff like that um i listened to all kinds of music and i saw how music was made and it fascinated me for a very long time um and when i was a kid i was i was a drummer i I used to play at church um and you know it always
0: starts there doesn't (laughs) it always starts there it's (laughs) like you know (laughs)
1: most people's first experience of music um, in the performance um, context is like church and so yeah that that's that's how it's been. It's right. I mean it's difficult to separate which was, you know, the moment where I realized I wanted to make music for myself. Um but the definitive point um that I remember clearly is when I went to film school. Mm. Um and I needed music for my film. Okay. And nobody wanted to give me music and there was this whole licensing issue and blah blah blah. And it struck me it's like guy you've been around people making music you know how to use fruity loops and all these weird things why don't you just make the music yourself and that was it and i haven't I haven't looked
0: back since awesome awesome so what's what's your what's your relationship with music like and uh, uh, so many musicians have different um descriptions of their relationship with the music what's yours um
1: it's hard to explain you know music is 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 that one friend who is always drunk and <laughs> sitting at the back um and comes up with this really cool line and then everyone laughs and then it goes back into the darkness you know, right. that's how that's how it is i try not to make music the main thing because what happens is with like like with everything else you know it becomes very formal it becomes very necessary it becomes very you know and then it's no longer fun you know it's like adulting like everything we used to do
0: (laughs) while we were kids (laughs) now you do them and it's like you
1: know it's like (laughs) um but yeah i've gone in and out of that that position you know i started music as just oh let me make music for my Mm. films i started performing the music Mm. um and then all of a sudden i was going to studios i was writing for other artists i was doing all this kind of stuff and at a very weird point in my life that was all i was doing and then it became a chore it's like okay you need to make this this number of you know songs um you have to in order to like make money and stuff like that and it was very terrible and it took me having to go back to film and leaning leaning on that um and now teaching film you know to to be able to be comfortable enough to do music for fun Mm. Um, and i think that's that's what has struck the balance and that's what's keeping music still
0: interesting for me okay so you you know you, you're not want to look at it as a business right you you still want to keep it as a hobby of some sort it,
1: i don't like tags <laughs> okay, i don't like fair. tags um i I do make money from my music. I mean, right. I don't play free gigs. Okay. Um, and my music has been used in other people's films. I okay. write music for other people. I'm collecting royalties and stuff like, okay. like that. Okay. It. So you. there's still a financial aspect okay. to it. Okay. Um, I think the important thing for me is that I don't have to make music yeah. to survive. I agree. Oh, okay. I your point. And if it's not primal, yeah, it's fun. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I realize that a lot of your... Uh, music has or your writing has to do with and, um, things about life but about love as well how important is that to your storytelling you know, your, your music
1: um I think love is one of the most beautiful and most confusing things <laughs> absolutely um, <laughs> yeah. um, and I I think it's fascinating that you know you can find aspects of it if not it, love itself in everything um And so I I really just play with, you know, all the different scenarios, all the different instances Mm. um, that, you know, have crossed paths with love. Mm. Um, And so some of my songs may sound like I'm talking about a person, but sometimes I'm talking about something else. Like, for instance, uh, my song Fire Mm -hmm. is actually about inspiration. Um, And my love-hate relationship with inspiration. But, you know, immediately you personify inspiration, it becomes a person, Mm -hmm. and then now that love is now sort of interpreted as romantic love and i mean i don't really care
0: yeah how it's interpreted <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah. but yeah yeah i think yeah there's, there's no way you can separate love from anything and so i just lean into it um and i write in that direction yeah
0: so when you're writing music what um what influences most of the time like yeah what, what influences where do you go where, where's your safe place you know, how, how, how do you normally write because your writing is really good to be honest, like, <laughs> if you say <laughs> your so. writing is pretty good <laughs> yeah it's quite it's quite it's quite dope right? yeah. so what what informs like on a normal day like you want to write music mm. uh, or a song What what thought process do you go through um
1: that's a difficult question mm. that's a difficult question because for me music is is part of my life Mm. Like I'm constantly thinking about music. Like mm. if you we finish this conversation, I'll probably write another song based oh, okay. on something I may have heard or something I may have felt or something like that. And so I'm constantly writing music, not in the sense of writing it, you know, but like you know, like a scavenger looking for the mm. different parts that I can use mm. um, in a song. Um, I think the most formalized um, scenario would be when somebody asks me. Mm -hmm. To come and write music with them. Or to write music for them. Mm -hmm. Then I have to have a routine that works. Um, And for me that is mostly. Just picking an instrument. um, Guitar, piano. um, Or just humming. And I can hum for like six hours straight. And when something feels natural. When something feels nice. I'll record it. And then I'll play it Mm -hmm. back. And I'll put it on loop. uh, And that frees me up to you know because when when you're doing that initial idea you're trying not to forget it uh, which uses up a lot of your brain but now that it's playing back you don't have to think about that and so now it's, it's layering and then i'm humming other you know counter melodies and you know beatboxing and whatever comes to mind uh, and sometimes i'll just mumble words and then, you know, mumbling becomes, you know, actual lines and stuff like that. And it goes on and on and on until it's, it's an actual song. Um, this is just one of many processes. For instance, a song I have that's called Am I Crazy? I just picked up the microphone. I was going to record another song, right? And then a melody came to mind. I was like, oh, let me try out this melody. Um, and I hit record. And five minutes later i had recorded the entire song with all the lyrics and all everything Mm. like straight Mm. Um, like not premeditated like everything came out the way it did first verse chorus second (laughs) verse chorus um i think i made a mistake in the second chorus so i just repeated (laughs) the first chorus um by editing it but i mean that's when like the stars have aligned Mm. like the timing is right. The feeling is right. The mm. words are right. Uh, the atmosphere is right. Mm. Uh, and like, just like that, like can just pour out like that. And then there are also other songs like um, like "Do," which everybody loves for some reason. Mm. Took me like four years to write that song. Wow. And like, it's the the, the simplest song I've ever heard in my life. I came up with the chorus. Um, I used to work at Canoe Magazine, 2000 and. 2015 2017 um and i would walk between fan Ice, the fan Ice junction mm-hmm. and the Oblivion. office <laughs> yeah and every time i passed there that's i, I would sing that chorus i fell in love like do bit by bit because it was raining the first time i, I wrote it
2: mm.
1: and that thing stuck with me for years i couldn't write a verse for it i went to south africa same thing i was i would walk from my my area in rivera park to my office every single time i would sing this thing i sent voice notes to my friends i was like what do you think of what does this make you feel Mm. um and everybody was like oh it's a cool song and that's like the least constructive (laughs) (laughs) thing anyone can tell you but then i came back in 2018 i think may and i was talking to my friend aura and she was like oh she needs a new song um, and I was playing my voice notes and I have like thousands of voice notes um, and we hit that one and she was like oh this is really cool can we write this as a duet I was like oh, a duet really uh, I have never done a duet and so then I was like can you believe it and that was it wrote first verse wrote second verse she never recorded her part and I released it on Valentine's Day in 2018 but mm. was it Valentine's Day no then it was 2019 sorry yeah, if it's Valentine's Day, it's 2019 because I came back in May 2018. So, yeah, hmm. about. And it's like, you can't really force it, you know? Hmm. You can try and coax it into um, happening. Right. Um, and I clearly have formulas, right, that yeah. I can use. Like when I write a first verse, I know if I have a formula for getting a second verse and a bridge and stuff like that. But there's only so much you can do with the formula Mm. right and most of it is organic yeah yeah, it's like once you write with the formula you can tell and you won't be happy with it Mm. (laughs) Mm. no one will know everyone will be like hey it's a cool song but I I cringe Mm. when I hear like verses that I use formulas on
0: Mm -hmm. awesome so when was the first time you fell in love
1: first time i fell in yes, love yes. oh i was like five, You're five. <laughs> i was like five <laughs> i was like five was i five
0: significant enough to write about them
1: significant to write ah this is this is people assume i write about people as as one thing no but
0: to, when was it when was it okay to, to consume you enough right um
1: i don't know <laughs> you know like i'm a i'm a very I'm a, I'm a i'm the kind of person that likes composite experiences like mm. i i sometimes prioritize my memory of something over the, the thing itself, the thing itself. Mm. Um, and sometimes you know certain experiences you may have like especially very early on in life they don't make sense to you until you have had other experiences mm, mm, sure. and so when i say that i i was in love at five i'm not saying that when i was five i knew i was in love right okay okay it's it's more like when i when i think about certain events and certain people from that period in my life it's like i can identify certain instances or there's evidence that i was in love in some way shape or form i mean or just obsessed but (laughs) (laughs) but but you get it like and so like sometimes when i write my music people will be like oh who is this song about and Mm. i'm like to mention one person or even two people would be lying Mm. even though they influence it a bit Mm. it's as a result of every other experience i've had Mm. whether opposite or same Mm. that have shaped my understanding of that situation Mm. Um, and so when I write a song, you know, especially the bitter ones, people like those ones. The bitter ones, they're like, "Who broke your heart?" I'm like, it's a lot of people and a lot of things that people did are put together, and how collectively they make me feel is how I'm expressing it in the song. Um, and so that's how I think about some of these experiences and these concepts. That yeah, things are happening now, but how I interpret it, how I feel about it, it's it's mostly beyond that moment but like a composite of everything I've felt or learned or experienced through life.
0: So if you were in love today, would you woo a woman with your music? Is that something you would do?
1: Yeah. I am in love right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that's for her to decide. <laughs> I don't really know if that's what worked. Right. Okay. It's, it's like, she enjoys my music the most. She has like, mm. she remembers all my lyrics. Right. It's crazy. Like even I don't remember all my lyrics. Mm. Um, and it's yeah you know she, I know that she loves it uh, and I play music for her a lot of times mm-hmm. and I've written certain songs and, she, and I don't know if she's mad or not mm-hmm. the songs are not about her but they're about love so it's it's weird but I, I, I could say it's part of, of of it it's part of it it's part of what she likes about me because music is a huge part of me so mm-hmm. to not like it would be very, very very sad
0: okay <laughs> did your did your parents take you along the conventional career path like they psyched you about that or you were given the freedom to choose and if, mm. if so how what led to the decisions to take take up this path right um so
1: i'm a twin right oh, okay. i think That's i should preface yeah. with <laughs> okay, that i'm news. a twin my brother okay. my twin brother is a biochemist Identical? Uh, depends on what kind of eyes you have okay. <laughs> but yeah we look more like brothers than twins okay um but essentially he's a biochemist he lives in japan he loves japan he's been there for a while Okay. um and because i'm a twin that is pretty much like the the measuring stick you know mm. if you do something wrong what was your twin doing <laughs> right at that same time yeah, that's right. what it's like is it bad bad or is this you bad you get it and so yeah. like growing up like my, my brother my eldest brother he's like a computer engineer you know programming and stuff like that so we we're very into tech okay right uh and my dad's stuff like music we're mm-hmm. all into music mm-hmm. and so music is part of all of our lives. Of uh, my elder, my eldest brother is a keyboardist. My twin brother is a bass uh, guitarist. My sister plays acoustic guitar. Okay. She sings as well. Okay. Um, I play acoustic guitar, drums, um, and keys, just a tiny bit of keys. Okay. Um, so yeah. the music aspects, no one was ever going to stop us mm. from making music. Sort of right? It's, vibe, it's yeah. part yeah. of who yeah. we are. It's the identity of the family. Mm. Um, one of my uncles is Kiki Jan from um <laughs>
2: Um,
1: so okay, yeah like okay, we're okay, not okay, really you don't have a problem with music okay um okay. it's everything else yeah. um and when i was little because of my older brother i was very into technology i was right. doing a lot of science stuff so when i got to high school it was like okay what are you going to choose because my twin brother was hell-bent on doing um science mm. and i was like you know i want to change you know i want to try something else um and i did visual arts okay and I excelled at it. Um swept all the prizes at uh, the speech Charlie. and pre- uh, prize giving day. Um, <laughs> what, school, what school was that? St. Margaret Mary in okay, okay, okay. Um and just to spite my brother, I also swept like core math and you know, some other you know, English. <laughs> I had like yeah. I go like a hundred over a hundred oh, in, wow. in the mock exam. In yes. English. Yes, and in, in, in core math
0: as well. Okay, core math, yeah, that's that's doable. Yeah.
1: Wow and so yeah so i got the prize for that i mean i had to share it with some white girl (laughs) who was on exchange but um but yeah so it was it 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 sort of created the impression that i wasn't doing art to run away from doing something difficult right and i've always tried to do that it's like i'm still very capable of doing all these other things it's just this is what i really really love um and so when i did that you know My parents were like, okay, so where are you going to go with this? You know, because we don't know (laughs) any... That's a took
0: African African question, right? Exactly.
1: Um, But also my parents were very patient with me. um, And I joke about this and I don't know how true it is. (laughs) But it's like, once you have a a twin brother Mm. who is like doing the most traditional like Mm. education Mm, route, mm. you have like field day to do whatever you want. Because it's like, at least your twin brother is a biochemist, is a PhD in, you know, molecular science and whatever yeah. breeding mosquitoes <laughs> um, but you know so like I went to I did computer graphics because before even I finished high school mm-hmm. I was I was working doing like logos and stuff for people mm-hmm. um, so I did computer graphics um, with Seneca College um, remotely okay and then I went to film school NAFTI mm-hmm. um, where I like I, I did all sorts of things mm-hmm. um, film Um, then i went on exchange in south africa and finland i made some documentaries there i came back came to teach at nafti left nafti went into publishing with canoe magazine and stuff like that so i mean it's just you know visual arts uh media type space Um, and my entire career has been like that and my dad sort of understands that coming from like the music like commercial music mm. setup of like a studio label services
0: and stuff mm. like that
1: so yeah it, it wasn't
0: really a problem okay in that sense okay. yeah what's been the worst experience you've had so far in your journey of music with music yes but well, there are a lot of them
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's so many okay one that there's... comes
0: comes off top of your head
1: I mean, the generic ones are, you know, people book you and they don't pay you. Okay. Um, there are people that will use your music without asking you and then you have to chase them and it's all sorts of things. Okay. And there are people that, you know, you give your music to for free, but they won't do the paperwork, you know, to make sure that it's legit and everything. Um, but I think the most difficult experience is, I mean, let me, let me do two. Okay. So one aspect is you know not being able to create the music the way that you want Mm -hmm. um, and people still liking it it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. really yeah it's very heartbreaking because (laughs) you know sometimes when the song ideas come to my head Mm. they are very
2: specific okay
1: like very vivid like i know the intro you know there's a cello that opens with a low note like a low e and then it just drones throughout, and then everything goes on, and then you hear these voices in the background, and this there's, there's all this layering. And I take my guitar and I do a short demo, and everybody's like, yo,
2: release this. <laughs> I'm like, no, guys, stop it. I'm sure you know? one of
1: those guys. <laughs> everybody's like, Yeah, release it, release it, release it, release it. <laughs> Even when I used to record music on my phone, people would be like, release it. I'm like, no, guys, this, this was recording a phone, you know, like I don't want to wake up 20 years from now and cringe at something that could have possibly mm. been like okay. a you masterpiece have, of some yeah, sort.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: um, so that's one aspect. That's the thing that's the most heartbreaking about the, the music mm. um, that I make. I
0: didn't expect that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But one of the other bad experiences is I got signed. I, I'm not going to mention which label mm. um, or where they came from. It was not Ghana. Okay. Um, I got signed and... They gave me the impression that um, they understood the music, mm, mm. Um, and they understood, or if they didn't understand, that they were going to work with me to figure out, you know, how to sell the music. Mm. They just ended up being mm. like a regular record. Yeah, just a do a few singles. Mm uh do a few covers you know and release that and then you know we'll get you into the system and then we'll put you in some shiny suits with 15 girls in a car you know and that and was very disappointing i was, yeah, that was yeah, very disappointing yeah. um and it took like a lot of fighting to get out of that deal Wow! but i finally got out of of that deal um oh, so you had
0: signed with them already
1: yeah i had wow. i had it was well, it was mostly like a deal memo, um, but the language of the contract was very binding. Okay. okay. Um, and so to get out of that would mean that we both had to agree mm-hmm. that we were no longer taking that route. Okay. Um, on paper,
0: yeah. All right. Before we continue, here's Tay. So this one is called No You." <laughs>
2: But you tell me, say you no, know, I'm boyfriend. That be why me, I take him slow. But you take sure your best friends. You say me you no know, you they love. We done come out for quite some time now. Everybody knows say, me than you. All of a sudden, you just know oh, oh, oh. Tell me, say, you the left. Nobody you tell your friends Say me, no, you go mad. Nobody you take me, go your house, go greets my me. Nobody you tell me, say, this love will last forever. Nobody you tell me, say, now only me alone. See You apply some guide for tongue I wave yourself, you know, to see I try to you for your phone, dog, But you know, you pick my cause Nobody you tell your friends and me, no, you will marry No, you take me, go your house, go grace, mommy me. Nobody you tell me, say, this love will last forever. Nobody you tell me, say, not only me, you love. Please make you not like me. I just want to know. If you never love me, please just make I know. Love you not be by force. If you know, just tell me. If you know they love me
0: interesting interesting so what, what 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 genre will you put to you I, I i generally like i generally uh, describe your music as alternative but what yeah, alternative you, is, once again, is you such don't a like weird yeah
1: such a weird thing mm-hmm. um and no offense to you. yeah I, I i don't want to say this but i'll say it, say it it's, like, say it's say almost it. like the lgbtqia um thing right yeah because you bunch everybody who is not mainstream Mm -hmm. together right but they all have like unique problems Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you talk about lesbians and gays they are talking about like equal love Mm -hmm. between you know and then you're talking about people who have identity Mm -hmm. right you're Mm -hmm. talking about people that are um like uh what do you call it how do you break it down yeah. LGBT, yeah. so i mean yeah there are people that intersex, right, right? right intersex is like physically they have both traits mm-hmm. so that's an identity thing yeah. right I feel it. exactly so it's like putting all of us who are not making the mainstream type of music mm-hmm. together so alternative could be labaja true
0: right?
1: right it could also be you know uh what's his name Blacko, Yeah, Blacko. If you think about it in yeah. the sense of what we were doing before he he started doing drill music, you would have put him as alternative. True. You can put people like Lady Donnelly, mm. You can put people like you know every. So it's like when you say it's alternative, a big, big category. But also, I I I used to think it was very insulting to say it's the alternative, but okay. alternative to what? Okay. Right. Okay. It's it's like you're, you're legitimizing mainstream mm. as this is what ought to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and then everything else else. right i I, I I really don't like the term i don't mind it now because inner peace (laughs) um so what would you describe it as my music my music is whatever it is to you when you hear it um because those who have access to like my music from before like instagram Mm -hmm. for instance (laughs) they have heard like the same song played so many different ways like i have a song called um walk away which in its first iteration was a reggae song okay then became like some very classical composition on a piano then became something else um am i crazy also has like six different versions that are all like different genres and so the song is what it is when you meet it it's like whatever i felt like whatever was natural to me at the moment the way i performed it that's how it was but that's not the that's that's not the only way that song will exist and so it's difficult to put anything in any like block yeah are you happy am i happy with everything that's the question I I, I with everything everything in life happiness is such a a weird construct right Mm -hmm. um I would say I'm at peace Okay. easier thing to understand than happiness because then it means I'm not anxious about much mm. I'm not agitated by anything or threatened or fearful right. of anything right so I'm at peace uh mostly with the music process because there was a point in time when I thought you know you have to have to have to mm. you know like release music and do mm. this and do that and do photo shoots and do all that <laughs> um i have come to make peace with the fact that i don't have to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. everybody's journey is, is unique yeah. to themselves mm-hmm. um and so in that vein i'm i'm not worried about that mm-hmm. um, in terms of music my life yeah everything happens in its own stages i'm not exactly happy about certain things like having to do like a 9 to 5 in order to to do the things that I love Mm -hmm. um, and afford all the crazy gear because you know I have like I'm a gearhead Um, but it's a necessity because it's like you have to do this in order to get and life is all about compromises true Um, and yeah I mean it took me a while to figure (laughs) out that there is no way you're going to get through life you know standing you know like concretes and saying, no, I'm not ever going going to to bend bend any (laughs) any single rule of, you know, I think the journey for me has been finding what my core values are, um, and interpreting those core values in as many contexts as I can, um, so that, right, when I'm compromising, I am not compromising in a way that goes against those values. Mm. Um, but that I'm compromising on the smaller things like mm. for instance mm. somebody says are you going to release music mm. I say um, the music is not where I would I'd want it to be A few years ago I would have been like nah never never releasing this music but now what I would do like and this happens all the time people will ask and ask and ask and ask and, ask, and all I would do is I'll, I'll do a show
2: mm.
1: I'll do a show I'll play the songs for you live um and when you come you can record what you want um or i'll put out videos from those performances like the city interview right like there's a version of the music online you can listen to it that way and so that's a compromise okay right which ideally before you wouldn't have done i wouldn't have done at all because it's like i don't want any version (laughs) of this song to exist in any way shape Mm -hmm. or form outside of what I, Mm -hmm. i i intended to be and so, that's one idea of compromise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, too. I mean, especially in relationships recently, like, yo, <laughs> human beings. Um, yeah. Like, you will compromise on something, like, maybe... For instance, I don't like going to the beach, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm traumatized from Afro Nation 2019.
0: Okay. Um, but... Tell us a story.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someday. Someday. Maybe they myself. But... Maybe your partner loves the beach right so the, the compromise would be okay i will go to the beach i will not run around the beach i'm not going to pretend that i'm happy to be at the beach mm-hmm. but i will be at the beach with you okay because i know you love the beach and you would want me to be there with you mm-hmm. and so you go there and maybe you take a guitar and you sit in your little corner and you play the guitar and they are around and they know that you are there mm-hmm. And sometimes it's it's about just that you yeah. know, knowing that you are there mm. that makes them happy. It's not that they want you to go and break your, all your rules, but you know just bend it a bit yeah. so that we can both have a little bit of what we want in life.
0: I, I think that that, that point uh, <laughs> has been my biggest lesson also, like mm. adulting because I think um, if you if you're an idealist, you have this. Way the world should work in your head, um, but then there's a real world, and you are like, okay, that's not how the world <laughs> actually works. And so, the, yeah. finding that point where you decide to compromise um, to 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 get ahead or to move along um, to get to the point you do want to get to is 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 a very 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 vital, vital lesson. Mm. um what's the what's the dream for your music Uh, like for your yeah your craft um what's the dream the dream for my craft what's the the dream i'm
1: gonna have a lot of dreams like every day i dream something (laughs) it's like i'm a sucker for pain you know i like to imagine um things that are impossible and i try my best Mm. um and when i feel i feel happily uh knowing that i tried um I I really, 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 really wanted to write a project with somebody that made like a significant impact mm-hmm. on how people perceive music from Ghana. Okay. Um and I think to an extent I, I did that with Adoma. Okay. Um with her becoming Adoma. Um EP. Oh, yeah, her recent. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a couple of the songs on oh, there. Nice, we, nice. we did a whole writing camp and thing and okay. we wrote those songs. And I, I think
0: shout out to adoma <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Adama. Yeah.
1: um and i think that that like i can check that off my bucket list somehow i okay. mean i can always bring it back to the bu- the bucket list but i've checked that off hmm. um i've also wanted my music to be used in something that's not very like traditional
0: okay
1: um, i've done ads in the past i've done films in the past i mean maybe video games would have been yeah that would be be dope (laughs) Um, dope. (laughs) and yeah i have i have maybe i shouldn't say the licensing
0: on that too is pretty good right? the
1: licensing on that is pretty good but i mean i i I just want
0: and it lives forever it's one of those things that i apart from like on 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 distribution platforms like it's sort of to be honest i think that's that's the one of the ways i've learned a lot of songs okay yes because okay. there's some songs that ideally i mean i've never known but then mm. i learned it unconsciously because like every time you're playing a game yeah it's playing yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're like because okay, you don't okay. have a choice yeah you don't have a choice yeah. <laughs> exactly so it's it sort of ingrained the how do you call that thing Imprinted in your Imprints, mind. Prints uh, 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 the music in someone's mind. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think that, yeah. So anyway, beyond the beyond <laughs> the uh, license and
1: yeah, that's a good. Yeah, a good, but I mean, like yeah, I, my music. I, I think my my music, is mostly storytelling, okay. right? And I I I think anywhere that, that storytelling is needed, my music can go to. Um, so if it's even, I was even recently talking about writing an audiobook that was a musical. Okay. Um, and so, that's that's one way to look at it. There are so many... I'm always trying to find new avenues, um, new ways to express. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really where I want to take my music. I'm not the very traditional award shows, yeah. concerts, yeah. kind of... Yeah. Like, big crowds scare me. <laughs> like, scare me. And it's not scary in the sense of, like... I find it terrifying that there are so many people looking at me, but more like I can't believe, like I can't focus on any one person, right? I I saw the whole crowd whilst I was performing, but after the night, like, I don't remember any face. I don't remember any- But you want to connect. I want to connect. That's my thing. Um, The most fulfillment I've ever found in a live performance has always been a crowd of maybe five, 10, maximum like 25. The the only exception to that was when I played Alliance Française in 2016. Um, I was opening for Ephya, okay. uh, for her efia and Friends concert, and there were maybe a hundred people there, and everyone was just screaming. None of these people had ever heard my music before. They were all just screaming. They were like yo, <laughs> and they were clapping along. And a lot of people came after the show and said hi. Mm. Um, but then again, Alliance Française is also like a very cozy location. Yeah. Um, if you think about it. So that's what I want, you know, that fireside by the fireside, you know, small right. circle, you know, everyone listening to you, everybody interacting, everybody, you know, um, and having conversation between songs and stuff like that. That's what I want. I want to connect with people. Otherwise, you are just, you know, projectile, Some you know, maybe. shooting your stuff at them and never getting anything back. Like I want it to be an exchange. Okay. That's how we grow
0: what's what's your final two um what's your what do you think the biggest threat to us about civilization the biggest threat to our civilization what, in your personal view? us <laughs> <laughs>
1: but the biggest threat to our civilization yeah. essentially we have come um we are an invasive species mm. right mm. every other I, I don't think lions have colonized any forests <laughs> um and cleared trees and built habitats That's and stuff that. like that you know, we've just taken over everything, like I have plants in my my trunk right now mm-hmm. that are begging for sun and water. Um, and that's trapped, slavery trapped in some in yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, they were sitting in some forest somewhere. Minding their business, minding their business <laughs> and I just dug them up and put them in a the bucket. and that's our 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 that's our problem, you know we we don't know how to blend in um, we want to take away all our our fears and everything. so I'm afraid a lion will come and catch me, so I build a wall. You know, Mm. it's a a huge, you know, uh, thing to compensate for that fear. Um, And then, you know, we create all these things and now people are now envious of us because they don't have that protection, they don't have that security, they don't have... And so then we fight over territories. I mean, even the invention of farming. Think about how many wars were started because somebody needed food and you had food and they didn't have access to it, Mm. you know? Um, And so we are the problem mm. we are the problem and until we decide you know intentionally that we are going to integrate with what exists mm. right in the natural order of things we are going to suffer mm. we're going to run out of food we're we're going to run out of water space a lot of stuff if you think about it currently we don't even occupy human beings we don't even occupy 20 percent of the landmass of the planet Interesting. right mm. and all of a sudden that 20% that we occupy we're already struggling with pollution we're already struggling with all these mm. things mm. and economic activity and all these things that are destroying the planet we are seeing the side effects of that from the 20% or so 30% like you understand yeah, like yeah. if the rainforest the ice caps everything mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. gone we'd be dead yeah fact. Fact. you know literally 80-20 rule mm-hmm. you know of the activity is creating 80% of the problem. Mm. Mm. Um, And so until we slow down, you know, and recently I was reading an article about refrigerators Mm. of all things. Um, And they were talking about how refrigerators from let's say 60s, 70s Mm. built like tanks. Like you (laughs) could still use them now. You could still use them now if you switched out the tanks uh, and the gas that you use. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But refrigerators built today, won't last you five years true. they're not designed to last you five years true. the materials are not designed to last that long mm-hmm. um and so we are we're, we're literally becoming worse and worse stewards of the planet mm-hmm. because we could make stuff to last but we wouldn't make yeah. money yeah, and we are more interested in money right and our generation I mean that let's say yeah, our generation but essentially like everybody's like that now yeah. Yeah. we're so focused on money and it's such a such a trap mm-hmm. right that's why trap music is suicide so <laughs> it's like it's literally in the, in the Shots name fire. <laughs> um yeah. but it's a trap right. because if you focus on money you miss all the opportunities you miss all the beauty of life mm. right because if you wanted the money to buy a house mm. right or to build a house and all you focus on is the money you may end up with a billion dollars and you never built that house
0: mm, true
1: right and maybe you needed only like a hundred thousand to build that house you wasted all your life all your energy fighting you know destroying your body now you're an insomniac with you know heart issues and stuff like that you have billions of dollars you know but did you need billions of dollars you die tomorrow it's like someone is going to inherit a billion dollars and that's what's going to kill them right and so we focus so much on the money like think about politicians they just accrue money like put it there like pack lots of it and it never does anything right. the money's just sitting there it's like the most useless thing to do with money is to mm-hmm. keep it right but our generation has been you know pumped you know with the get the money get the money get the money and so everybody's looking for the money and so now people are killing for the money people are robbing innocent people for the money people's pensions are stolen um, you think about number one and all the greed and everybody wants so much money <laughs> absolutely that they, they, they like obviously somebody tells you they're going to give you like 200 percent of your money you should ask where mm. how are you mm. doing this but we are like yeah because it's money, money. <laughs> you know and we we're missing that so i mean i used to be in that trap like i used to look for the job that paid the most and stuff like that and I realized the job that pays the most is the one that makes you work 12 hours, weekends, you know, you even lunch is life. not guaranteed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we need to get this project done. And I'm like, no, I don't want that job. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that money because if I don't have the money, but I have accommodation sorted, I have food sorted, I have, you know, basic things. Yeah. Like I can afford to buy shirts to put on my back. Right? Good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good and a lot of us miss those things like there's so many cool jobs people say oh there are no jobs in town go and work on a farm right if you go to the village people wake up at what 5 a.m go onto their farm mm-hmm. by 12 they're back
0: about, yeah.
1: who doesn't want that job <laughs> really yeah. food is guaranteed yeah. it's not far from your house mm-hmm. lodging is guaranteed you know
0: but... you don't want that job yeah for the average middle class, that's 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 not that's not that's not even an option, right? <laughs>
1: because you, <laughs> you want to wear the Gucci yeah, shirts absolutely. and you drive the bands yes, and For yes. what? For what? Yeah. You know, like it absolutely, makes no absolutely. sense. And so, like the generation before us were the ones that destroyed it
0: for us. In I think so
1: too. Sec- job security was the top of the thing. And now, when I go and I tell my bosses, I don't care, fire me. They're so like shocked. They're like, why? You don't, you don't you want crazy? job security? Like, you are not afraid of losing your job. I'm like, no. Yeah. And they can't understand. It. And that's that, that's that generation. Yeah. All they wanted was job security. Yeah. You know? And they've passed it down to us. And I mean, a lot of us have rejected it, but um, that's what it has become. Yeah. It's just become it's like they're just clinging to that security of like money. Like, if I have all the money in the world, I shouldn't okay. fear anything, yeah. you know. So it's what's us, really. It's, yeah, so we are the problem so. and we have convinced ourselves of a lot of problems. Like, mm-hmm. there's this quote, I mean, I digress severally, but mm-hmm. um, there's this quote uh, by someone who said that computers came to solve problems that computers brought. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the problem that a computer solves mm-hmm. is only a problem that a computer can create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're thinking about computers, that's when you say you need more processing power, you need more this and more and that and more. But... If you didn't have a computer, you wouldn't want to know the square root of 5,700. What, what are you going to use that information for? All that computation, space travel and all. If we didn't go to space, would we would need happen? to know, you know, what the curvature of the sun is? What does that do to, like, the, the growing of crops? Right. You know, and the feeding of people and the, and the and the nurturing of children. And so, we give ourselves pressure. True. That's basically it. We create all the crises in the world, you know? The biggest thing to ever happen to civilization, that wasn't our fault. Earthquakes. True. See how the the earthquakes happened in Turkey. Two weeks later, nobody's talking about it anymore. Right? Let's financial crisis happen right now. We'll be talking about it for centuries. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, And so, if anything, we are the problem mm. but we are also the solution mm-hmm. right
0: Perfect. Okay, awesome what do you like to be remembered for finally ha <laughs> it's a big one <laughs> I don't think I want to be remembered like
1: as an individual mm-hmm. right I I want to be remembered for my contributions like when people talk about chloroquine they are not talking about the person that invented you know the thing mm. they're not talking about You know all the people that put their blood sweat and tears into getting bitten by mosquitoes and tested for several years and all the the nights of research i want something that i do to be remembered Um, or some way that i made people feel um if you think about people like michael jackson jackson scandalous human being (laughs) but when you listen to his music right it makes you feel something and that thing is so universal and so timeless Mm -hmm. Like you, even if you hate him, you will listen to his music, right. right? And that's what I want to do. I want to do something with my art that transcends just me. That even if I was it was found out that I'm some serial killer, <laughs> and that thing will still survive and will mm-hmm. still inspire people to be better people, mm-hmm. and it will inspire people to love, and it will inspire people to, um, you know, to just. Persevere and you know just do better with themselves. Um, and all my endeavors are are, are geared towards that. Mm. All my all the things I do are like public facing, like people facing. Like I teach okay. at the National Film and Television Institute, which is now the University of Media Arts and Communication. Um, and there I teach film, post production, how to use you know how to manipulate people,
0: <laughs> manipulate uh, people's minds. Yeah,
1: yeah, essentially. <laughs> Um, and I like working with young people who have ideas mm-hmm. and have no idea how to execute them because you know the best person to help you out of the ditch is the person that just came out of the ditch, right. you know. And so I like to meet people who just who who are coming from where I just left. Okay. Right. Um. So I do that with film, with music as well. I mean, at Terra Alta, we have these writing sessions that we do. We had these jam sessions. We talk to artists. You know, we write together. People learn some of my workflow. Other people, I learn from other people's workflow. We just chat sometimes and like, you know, share mm. ideas. I like these kinds of interactions. Because mm. um, you're always learning about something. Sometimes I just park my car and just pick an uber and talk with the uber driver mm. pick a taxi i don't do trust keys anymore because child, <laughs> the queues are mad and you. the traffic is horrible I'm and you, bro. you don't want to be you don't want to be in a tin box when the sun hits um yeah. but yeah as much as i can um i think the pandemic took a lot of that away from sure. me yeah. and i felt like a stronger urge to connect with more people and you know if anything if i have some confidence to share my confidence with people um and if people have fears to offload some of their fears mm-hmm. um and to just like spread positivity i mean at, at the risk of sounding like rasta or <laughs> hipster or hipster uh, <laughs> you know just yeah. one love you oh, know
0: no. <laughs> just oh, one no, love oh, man. Oh, no no <laughs> Are very nice. we, we, I appreciate the appreciate time. Um, it's mm-hmm. been an amazing session. Uh, um, I hope you learned a thing or two, guys. Um, as usual, hit us up on the socials. Make sure you check out his music. Check out Tay. Go to Instagram and search <laughs> Sincerely Tay. T S I E. Yeah. Yes. And, and check out yeah. his music. Great, great musician by all standards. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, do the needful and we'll catch you on the next one okay once again thanks for listening and say it will take us home with a fun favorite title fire fire
2: turning up the heat You're torching all of my excuses Char my alibis Sometimes fire can be the most beautiful the most beautiful thing Now sometimes fire can be the most beautiful Though it's burning me Now sometimes fire can be The most beautiful, the most beautiful thing Now sometimes fire can be The most beautiful, though it's killing me Some days you're hotter than the sun And you burn me just to prove it I smell your fumes from far away Yet I stay Yet I stay Sometimes fire can be The most beautiful The most beautiful thing Now sometimes fire can be The most beautiful Though it's killing me Now sometimes fire can be the most beautiful the most beautiful thing now sometimes fire can be The most beautiful though it's burning me now fire Sometimes fire can be the most beautiful, the most beautiful thing. Now, sometimes fire can be the most beautiful, though it's burning me. Now, sometimes fire can be the most beautiful, the most beautiful thing. Now, sometimes fire can be the most beautiful. Though it's killing me Fire